Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. Today, in our first episode, Andrew and I break some news and then share about each of our own experiences so far with vocations and discernment. We talk about the learning process, how discernment and prayer are closely linked together, and how we've lived out the Christian life to pursue the path that God is calling us to. Andrew Chow. (laughs) This is how we're starting our very first episode. All right. We're just getting right in there. You have big news from three weeks ago. I do. What happened? I uh, I proposed uh, to my now fiance, um, Cherry, um, and yeah, praise God, she said yes. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> it's one of those things, right, where it's just like, oh man, fingers crossed. But but yeah, no, it, it was good. It was good. I mean, um, it was a pretty funny story overall. Um, so where'd you do it? I did it at Acadia Beach in Vancouver. Okay. Um, and which is where you're from? Which is where I'm from. Yeah. And what kind of happened was that. Um, I asked my brother to go and take the photos for me. Yeah. And he had to make his way over to like hide on this beach, right? And if any of you know Vancouver beaches, like beaches in general, it, it, like where do you hide, right? Um, so he found some logs to hide in and he had texted me saying like, oh, you know, I'm going to be um, in this whatever area. Um, and, and it was funny because he had to get off work first and get over there. Um, but then I had gotten off work at two cause I was working in Toronto time and he was off work at five. Right. So I had three hours to burn, um, before he was going to be able to get to where he had to be. Mm-hmm. And so I had to f- try and find a way to like just burn time without Cherry realizing it. Um, but then she was tired from work that day. So she was like, can we take a nap? And I was like, yep, like <laughs> take as long a nap as nice. you want. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, you know, long story short, like we kind of went there and, and, uh, and I proposed and then, and then here we are. And she said yes. And she said yes. So, okay, so you're from Vancouver, but you are working in Toronto time. We're oh, both yeah. now back in Toronto. So I also grew up in the Toronto area mm-hmm. um, in Markham, um, just to set things geographically in case people were confused. Um, but that that actually ties really well into our choice for our first episode here. Um, we're going to be talking about locations, but before we go into that too much, um, really, I mean, as you guys, if you're listening, you guys would know that this is kind of our first official episode mm-hmm. um and yeah so you know we have an introductory episode so go check that out if you really want to um but this whole thing um our, our podcast is called the road from emmaus and mm-hmm. just want to quickly talk about how you know we're really just sharing about our our um, our faith journey yeah. and um you know you're going to hear this a lot we're going to we're both going to be talking about it in every single episode in our introductory episode but neither andrew or i my name is Jason, by the way, <laughs> neither Andrew or I, um, we're, we're not experts. We don't claim to really know that much about what we're, what we're doing a podcast on, which kind of seems counterintuitive, but um, at the very least, what we can do is share about our journey. So yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So vocations, um, what does that mean to you? It's a big word to a lot of people. It is. Um, so vocations in general, um, when we, when we hear about this in the context of the Catholic faith, I think what most people think about is the priesthood, right? It's basically, um, this idea of like, where does God want me to be in my life? Right. And, uh, and what does God want me to do? So a lot of people like the, the great vocational choice is, am I going to enter into the married life or the religious life? Uh, or the single life, right? That that's one of the bigger ones that that people kind of take a look at um, uh, discerning about. Um, so to me, you know, where 
I recently had a, a bigger realization about this literally last week um, is that when we start taking a look at what God what God wants me to do in my life, that was something that always didn't always sit that well with me, honestly, right? Because it, it kind of has this connotation of like this begrudging follower, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like um, God, the dictator, is telling yeah. me what I need to do, and 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 I must follow if I want anything. It's like terrible with obedience, exactly, right? Um, but what I realized recently, um, and this is from learning a bit about the Christian life, and we'll, we'll kind of get there, is that you know, life in God is the fullest life we can have. And so discernment of vocation then is really discovering where your fullest life is. Rather than thinking of where is God calling me to be, it's kind of just thinking in general, where where is my fullest life? Like live your best life. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But within the Catholic sense, obviously. Um, Another big word we were talking about or that we threw around there, discernment. Um, I think that's a really big thing when it comes to vocation. So Mm -hmm. what does it mean? I mean, for me, when I think about discernment, it's it's really just trying to hear what God is trying to speak to you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, ultimately, this is a relationship. Um, You know, like you said, or what you were referring to earlier, God is not a dictator. Um, God does seek to be in contact with us, to not just be in contact with us, but to to love us and love us in a way that we can neither we can never comprehend yeah um and so in that context um it's important to understand that yeah god god knows what's going to make us happy god knows what's going to make us at peace and that's often something that that comes up when you're thinking about discernment um so whether it's discerning for a vocation um in in your particular path of life whether it's your career or you know um even within a particular moment what you want to do next God is always going to be there to, to guide you, to speak to you, to say that, hey, this is this is what's best for you, and, yeah. and I know what that is. Yeah, totally. Um, so when we when we talk about this, then let, let's kind of dive into how we grew to learn more about this idea of vocations and and what we did about kind of learning about discerning it too. Um, so so maybe if you want to start us off. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, so right now, I mean, like you said, often when we think about vocations, we think about priesthood, we think about married life. Um, so I guess I can share about, um, for a short period of time in my life, there was a time when I discerned the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there's two times that kind of st- stand out to me in my memory. There was one point in grade 12, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in between grade 12 and, yeah, wait, no, I'm wrong. Uh, in, during first year. Okay. Uh, so I went to a retreat in February. Um, for those of you that know it, it's called the JU Retreat. Um, that was my first ever JU retreat, and I just came back from that um, retreat. Uh, really, I couldn't get it out of my head uh, mm. about wondering about what the priesthood was like. It was mm. it was really weird. It, it was it was just over the course of a week, so it wasn't a particularly extended period of time or anything. Mm-hmm. But I remember just being like, I, I think I was on the bus going back to university. I sure. went to I went to Western um, in London, Ontario, and like, well, both of us did, and. I just couldn't stop thinking about like, okay, what would it be like to be a priest? What would it be like to, you know, um, have parishioners to interact with? Yeah. Uh, what would it be like to celebrate the mass? And it was really weird because I'm not the type of person who typically kind of just thinks about these things. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not an overly reflective person unless sure. I like, try, like force myself to sit down and reflect yeah, yeah. on things. So for these kinds of questions to be popping into my head, like I think even in the moment I was like, man, like maybe God's <laughs> trying to talk to me. And this was before yeah. I, I really started, um, I guess, you know, putting my being more involved in my faith life, sure, um, or, or taking initiative. So um, it was definitely really strange, um, but I couldn't get it out of my head, and I think that was a really big sign for me. Yeah. Now, at the time, I did say like I was like eighteen, I was nineteen probably. So I was like, I still kind of want to date. Yeah. Um, 
because I hadn't really had a long-term relationship before at the time. So yeah. um, I, I remember saying in my prayer, hey, God, um, I, I kind of hear what you're saying, but if it's okay with you, I want to take a shot at the dating life first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then after that, I mean, I, I entered a, a long-term relationship, like just a few months after that, actually. Mm. Um, and we dated for like four and a half years, and obviously it didn't work out. Um, I'm We're not together anymore or anything. But after that, um, I did discern the priesthood a bit more seriously. And maybe I'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was really strange. I literally just couldn't stop thinking about it. That's interesting. Uh, it's really interesting for me, too, because I had actually thought about the priest as well. Um, and not necessarily like as in depth, it's kind of one of those things that came up um, in and out through my upbringing, right? And so I, I grew up Catholic. I grew up in a Catholic system, uh, in a Catholic community as well. And, and it's one of those things that's kind of interesting where if you are a guy and you show any interest in your faith, <laughs> right? It's just everyone automatically thinks that you should be a priest, yeah. right? Um, and it's... It's bizarre. Yeah, it, it doesn't add up, right? When 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 you start learning about more of the different parts of the faith, it it, just, it doesn't add up. But it's it, it's one of those things that just comes through. And I, I bought it, right? I bought into that, and I and I bought into okay. Well, if I want to be in my faith, then then priesthood's it. Um, now, obviously, now that I'm engaged, uh, I've discerned out of that. But what I realized is that there there were good things that were drawing me in that way. And, and that's, again, bringing us back to like where I started to learn more about vocations and stuff like that. It was, um, I realized that um, from, from direction from my spiritual direct, director, that the things that were drawing me towards the priesthood were things that were not unique to the priesthood, mm-hmm. right? It was things like having fraternity or, or brotherhood right. with other people who are interested right. in the faith, right? It's things like being able to share your faith with other people that I really enjoyed, which, which we're doing now through this podcast, right? Um, and so mm. these are things that aren't unique to the priesthood. It, it's not like I was really drawn to doing the sacraments or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I can speak to that. And so the second time when I was really discerning the priesthood, uh, so this would have been like a year and a half ago maybe. or mm. Nope, it would have been two and a half years ago. Um, but yeah, it, when you talk about the good things, that's how God speaks to you, right? Like mm. it's really weird, you know, when, when we talk about discernment, um, so many people have this question like, how do you know God is speaking to you? Yeah. A lot of the time, you can't really actually 100% know. But what I can say is, from my own experience, you think something and I, like it just feels right. It yeah. kind of just clicks in properly. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the best way to, to really describe it is that it just feels like I'm at peace when, yeah. when I was thinking about something. So when I was discerning the priesthood and thinking about whether or not it was the right thing for me, um, I guess I'm someone who is drawn to the Eucharist quite a bit. So sure. not that I go to adoration often enough, but I do enjoy it when I do go to adoration. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy going to mass because I, I love um, going to receive communion. Right. Yeah. And when I thought about the person, when I thought about mass from the perspective of the priest and being able to fully participate in celebrating, um, you know, the Eucharist, uh, that was something that brought me a fair amount of peace. And yeah. it was something that like, I kind of, quote unquote look forward to yeah when thinking about whether or not priesthood would be the right thing for me sure yeah so there that was one thing you know if you're if you're discerning priesthood or religious life like for me the best thing the best thing i can say is that i felt at peace i felt joyous when when thinking about those things definitely so i think what we're really getting at here is that if you're taking a look at this concept of vocations or discernment learning more about both of what that i guess what that would look like in each, in any one path is really helpful it's one thing to say, like I did, you know, I grew up and people just kept telling me, like, Andrew, have you thought about the priesthood? And I said, like, yeah, maybe. 
and I never really did anything about it. Yeah. And because of that, I was never able to properly discern because it was always a thing in the back of my mind where I never did anything about learning. And then it was when I started to learn about, okay, what does the priesthood look like? And what does the married life look like? That started making things clear to me in terms of what actually draws yeah. me in and what doesn't. And even beyond that, when I started learning more about the Christian life, that drew me in even more in terms of like understanding where is this fullness of life that I spoke to earlier and, and how am I able to really uh, pursue that in a way that makes sense for me. So you talk about the Christian life. What about this Christian life kind of draws you in? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it, it's a whole, it's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But what, what I can say for sure is that when we take a look at the Christian life, at the end of the day, it is our relationship with the, with the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, right? With all three of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is another very important part of the knowledge piece when it comes to learning about vocations and, and discernment. It's understanding that, um, you know, we spoke to this uh, fullness of life that we receive from God, right? You spoke to how God wants the best for us. Um, in, in one of the books I read, it even says that God... Um, even though he's so far from us, it's because of his continued and consistent love for us that the Holy Spirit comes into being because that love is just so consistent. And so the next um, person of the Holy uh, of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit that I want to talk about here, he's the one who moves us, right? Yeah. Anything that we're able to actually learn and receive from God, any graces we receive, is, is necessarily from the Holy Spirit as the catechism teaches. And so opening ourselves to understanding how the Holy Spirit works, like you mentioned earlier, in those affirmations and those positive yeah. encouragements, right? That's where the Holy Spirit works. And then Jesus as well in terms of understanding his life and how his life is really our entire life reflected in terms of from beginning to end, from him being a child up until his death and resurrection on the cross. Like that, that is our whole pursuit of God um, embodied in one person, right? The knowledge part of this, um, when it comes to discernment or discerning your vocation, is really important. I would say that for me, when I was thinking about the priesthood, so yeah, I'll, I'll share that right now. I'm i kind of I'm not discerning the priesthood anymore, mm -hmm. and part of my process through this was really trying to understand all of the different parts of becoming a priest. So you know, there's the part about going through seven years of school. And it's a shallow reason, so I, w I would like to point that out first. But school is like the worst thing for me. I hate it <laughs> so much. Um, four years of going through really boring accounting classes can do that to a guy. But um, that's one thing. And, you know, to, to be fair, like, I think any person kind of thinking about seven years in the seminary might think that. So, again, I want to I want to rehash that this shouldn't really be that big of, of an obstacle. Um, but it was it was something I considered, right? Um, and really my point is just really trying to go down the path of if you're going to discern whether it's, it's religious life or whether it's married life, you want to make sure you do your due diligence in making sure that you turn over every single stone yeah. um, to properly give either either path a chance, yeah. right? Um, and so continuing on with the whole priesthood thing, I guess I would just say that as I thought about it more and more, yeah, being... Being in, um, I guess, potentially in Persona Christi and thinking about celebrating the Mass, um, that was something that drew me into the priesthood. For sure. Thinking about uh, being pastoral, which is um, something that I think I have a gift for um, or a charism for, um, and kind of relating to, you know, parishioners and, yeah. and parish life. That was something that drew me in. Yeah. But also thinking about, you know, um, the married life and me craving, I guess, kind of this person or a companion on, on earth that I want to share my life with. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that I think is really important to me. 
And, you know, in response to that, it's kind of like, well, that companion is ultimately supposed to be Jesus. But I think for me, I realized that I can obviously pursue the married life, but still have Jesus really at the center of my life. Yeah. Um, No, totally. Yeah. And I, you know, as someone who is now engaged, I'm sure you can speak to that as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, There were a couple things, a couple terms you threw out there that I want to just define really quickly in case anyone hasn't heard them. So the first was in persona Christi. So what this (laughs) means is it's it's, uh, it's a Latin phrase that refers to actually a mystery where um, during, for two times, so one is during uh, confession and the other is during the consecration of the Eucharist Mm -hmm. during Mass. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a mystery that actually um, Jesus is truly present in the priest in terms of those moments, Okay. Um, so fully themselves and also fully Jesus in those moments. Um, the, another one that you mentioned is pastoral or pastoring. So this yeah. is kind of the idea of um, being a shepherd, if you will, for people or, or being uh, that kind of guide, that uh, father figure to them. Uh, and the third one you mentioned was charism. And charisms are basically individual talents or gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you to do ministry. Um, and, and if you want to know more about those, uh, there's definitely lots of resources out there to learn more. Uh, but maybe that'll give a high level there. But um, I think well, what we can transition into here with that same kind of topic is how this looks like in prayer. Um, so in terms of prayer, what we want to take a look at is, you know, how can we keep Jesus at the center of things here, right? Um, because like you mentioned, at the end of the day, the goal is is him. The goal is to unite ourselves wholly with God. The goal is to have Jesus live in us really at the end of the day. And so... Um, in, in terms of my situation with uh, pursuing the married life here and now being engaged, um, what, what I took a look at is in my relationship with Cherry, um, is this actually drawing me closer to that relationship? And it's something where it's really interesting. When, when both of us actually stopped focusing in, on our relationship, and, and we actually talked about this to each other uh, a few weeks ago, um, when we stopped focusing on our relationship and on each other, and we both start focusing, started focusing on Jesus, our relationship actually flourished because that is the proper way for us to be in relationship with each other is to pursue God in parallel, pursue Jesus in parallel. Mm-hmm. And so this is where with prayer and and discernment, we hear often that discernment is a form of prayer. And there are definitely lots of modes of it um, that that you can learn about. Uh, Lots of different um, religious orders have their own ways of doing discernment. But the core of it really is that you you take some time to look back at your life and see where Jesus is there. Right. See where God is there. Um, and the way that I did that was through a prayer uh, called the examine. Yeah. This can happen in the evening. This can happen at any time of your day. But really the point of this prayer is to take time to invite God to be with you while you look back. Right. Look back at your day. Look back at the last five minutes. Whatever it is, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And to do so in a way where you're looking specifically for, for where Jesus is there. And the other thing that, that uh, was suggested to me, which really helped as well, is to look back at things where you can feel pretty comfortably that this was a good decision that was made. Mm-hmm. Whether you can specifically say that this was a well-discerned decision with God and, and I'm moving towards God, or just in general, this was a decision that I felt really good about and a lot of good seemed to come out of it. Mm-hmm. To look at how you made that decision is also really helpful because this helps you to understand how God speaks to you because there's a very specific and catered way that God speaks to each one of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you can do that, then that's also another way to start your discernment journey and discernment prayer. It's so important to be able to pay attention to kind of those motivations um, mm-hmm. or yeah, those, those inclinations and motivations that are pushing you towards something that you do during a particular day, whether it's something that you said, whether it's something that you, yeah, that you acted on. 
um, just because you want to make sure that it's coming from a good place, right? Yeah. So many of the time, so many times we can make the mistake of having what we think is a good outcome, but mm-hmm. when you reflect back on it, maybe it was it's something that is born out of pride, yeah, right? Um, you know, for me, for example, uh, if I were to share about something that I feel good about, mm-hmm. am I, like and just sharing it to my friend? Am I sharing it to my friend because I want affirmation from the person, which yeah. kind of speaks to pride? Or am I sharing it because I think it's going to help them, like because it's going to be some kind of advice or, yeah. or something like that? Sure. And, and and in that instance, then yeah, maybe it's 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 coming from a better place. But it's it's such a great habit um, that I think you've developed, um, and something that I'm working on too, just to um, sit at the end of the evening, for yeah. example, and just look back at your day and be like, hey, like um, this was something that I did, and I can confirm or I can um, say that it wasn't something that I want to do again tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. And as a little tidbit that that helps with doing exams well is to, going back to this knowledge topic, learn about the ways that God tends to speak and the ways that, that the devil tends to yeah. speak, right? This is something where we, we alluded earlier to it, right? Where God tends to speak in affirmation and encouragement and the devil tends to speak in doubt, in, in uh, pity. and Fears, anxiety. Exactly. And so these are the things where you know, sometimes it, it might be pointing towards something that is objectively good. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm considering going for to be prime minister of Canada, and I'm getting some doubt. And maybe you know what? It, I probably don't belong there. Right? It's probably a correct decision. Mm-hmm. But if doubt is the reason why I'm making that, then that's not the motivation that's coming from God. Right. So this is where whether the decision is good or bad isn't always going to be the measure that helps you with this type of discernment. But learning about the way that God tends to speak, which is quite subtle, and the way that the devil tends to speak, which can seem loud in today's society, it really helps as well. Another example, um, for example, with the just repeat myself, with the priesthood <laughs> thing is, um, sorry, with the devil and the doubt thing, um, getting my words in order, is thinking about the priesthood. Um, you know, if I'm discerning the priesthood, for example, or just religious life in general, or anything really, and you're like, I'm I'm scared about not pursuing the priesthood because I think it's something God wants me to do. Um, I think it's something that God, sh- uh, like that I should do to mm-hmm. please God. Um, and I'm worried that he might punish me for for not choosing the priesthood. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that's totally born out of fear, right? Yeah. And that's, maybe that's a bit more of an obvious example that, sure. I, that I'm putting together there. But you, you pay attention to these things on a daily basis and you start to... Uh, get a really good sense for why or for whether or not something is coming from God. Absolutely. Um, and so why don't we transition into our last bit here, which is what we what we really did about this in terms of how we've approached our lives. Yeah. Um, so I, I maybe I'll go first here. So one of the things that I have done about kind of discerning things, this happened even before I met Cherry, is to chase the parts of the life that you love. Um, there are parts that if we all take the time to really do this type of an examine, um, where we're able to see this is a part of my life that brings me genuine joy, not just brief happiness, but genuine joy. And to really pursue those, one of the best pieces of relationship advice that I received from a good friend of mine is that if you chase what you love and you see who's still around you, those are the people who are important. Mm -hmm. And that really applies in in this topic as well. I think with vocations and, and acting on them, um, you know, since I've been talking about discerning the priesthood so much, something that I did a couple times was going to a come and see, mm-hmm. right? And so for those who don't know, the come and see is 
kind of a retreat. It's sort of like an open house, yeah. right? Um, if you think about uh, your university open, open houses or college open houses, when you come out of grade 12 and, and even in grade 11 and you're trying to figure out where you're going to go, yeah. you visit your university or college and you get a feel for the campus, you get a feel for the programs, you find out how much tuition is it's going to cost you and you cry about it. But um, come and see is basically that, uh, minus the crying part, I think. Just... <laughs> finding out what the seminary is like if you're pursuing priesthood yeah um you know if you're pursuing um becoming a nun then what what it would be like to 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 enter the uh convent um yeah because you know you really don't know and you can do as much online research as you want but if you go to the actual seminary and you spend the weekend there which is what this come and see is yeah in the presence of some of other fellow seminarians in the presence of priests who are are still there uh bringing up these seminarians that's how you get a really good feel or a yeah. better feel at the very least for, yeah. for what it is that you're discerning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that's there is is taking actually a, a step forward and committing to something. At the end of the day, none of this discernment really works until you start doing something about yeah. it. Um, if it's all figments of imagination, then you're going to have all a whole world of what ifs. But when you actually start going, that's when you start to realize how things actually go play in um, in real life. So, for example, going to the come and see, that probably helped you a lot with understanding, okay, uh, there's a lot more to this than just my love for the Eucharist. How, what do I need to go through to be a good priest, yeah. right? It's not just celebrating Masses. There's many other parts yeah, to it. Yeah. And and in a similar way, when you take a look at the the married life as well, it's it's actually going out talking to the other gender and actually seeing you know it's one thing to think that i'm called to the married life it's another thing to actually see what does relationship with the other yeah. gender actually look like and and actually taking those steps to to act on it not even just like and in talking about relationship being in a relationship with one other person learning what it takes to love this other person yeah right what it means to die to yourself uh which is a phrase you'll hear a lot in catholic circles and christian circles um what it means to um learn them in such a way that you know you're you know that you're always going to be there for each other Mm -hmm. um and ultimately the biggest sacrifice being yeah like i said dying to yourself and understanding that you are willing the good of the other person absolutely absolutely so um that that's kind of my my look on vocations at least here i think it's one of those things where again it comes up all the time but when we keep the core of the faith at the center of this whole topic it makes the whole thing much easier that that god desires the best for us and we are just pursuing our fullest life mm-hmm. and that's what this vocation that what that that's what this word really means discernment is just uncovering the seeds that god's planted in our lives right um, you know, for yourself with with um, the concepts or the ideas of priesthood mm-hmm. that were so infectious in your life that that rested so so I guess, or were so front of mind for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sure even if that you end up fully discerning out of priesthood, that there is a lesson there that will bring you towards that fullness of life. Right. And and so these are the things that you know it's important to take note of them, to not think about them too much, even yeah. right. To be able to accept that this was a thing. And it will make sense when it makes sense and, and just to keep going. You don't want to think about it too much, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you are still being active. You're still yep. taking that initiative, right? Um, so what we were saying earlier, um, and just as a kind of wrap up, like the examine is one of the biggest things I would say, you know, um, I would take away from this this episode here is, you know, it's not necessarily um, related to vocations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so about just understanding your your day, your your actions and, and your thoughts and your, and your words, because if you kind of just go on autopilot 
Yeah. Um, so much is going to fly over your head yeah. and you're not going to realize that like, hey, God was trying to speak to me in this moment. Hey, this is something that I could have worked on. Yeah. Um, and if all of these things start collecting up, eventually the person that you become is going to reflect that. And it's all these missed opportunities of, of growth, right? Totally. And so, um, you know, pursuing that growth in your spiritual life um, through this prayer, um, I think is going to be, is, is such an important tool. Yeah. And one more call to action too, for anyone listening here is, if there was anything that you heard Jason or I talk about today that sounded interesting to you, that maybe you don't know as much about, anything that you would want to learn about, find a book, find a friend, find a way to actually pursue that and learn more. It's really important that we don't just let these things be curiosities and we wait for someone else to talk about it the next time. And then we actually do find that source of knowledge so that next time we can be the one sharing this with the people around us. Andrew and I have already lived that autopilot life for like 25 years <laughs> and it took us 25 years to put together some semblance of a podcast. So um, even reach out to us right? Yeah. Um, if you do know us or even if you don't know us, not that you have a way to contact us yet, but um, yeah, definitely taking that initiative I think is really important. So um, I think that wraps it up for our first episode here. Um, listen, thank you guys so much for um, tuning in I guess and listening to this ultimately Andrew and I like I said off the top we're just trying to share about our faith um, and if there's any way that you know Jesus is speaking out to you um, you know we really just hope that you will do um, what we're talking about here and what Andrew and I have only just recently realized is mm -hmm. take that initiative um, go out and really start developing that intentional relationship with Christ all right, so that's it for today, and uh, you'll hear from us next time, whenever that will be. Bye, everyone.